This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, and good morning, Canada. Zucchino Weeks in studio together to do radio. It's a rarity sometimes these days. It is. They're overworking us, Bob. Whoever they are, they're giving (laughs) us too much to do, so... Uh, we got a crazy show today. Lots going on, and it felt like a slow news week. But then I looked at the uh, show lineup today, and we've got your interview with Elena Sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got it. Twenty weeks of Taylor Made. We're giving away free golf today. Muskoka Bay free golf giveaway. Always good. So in hour two, we're going to have a trivia uh, question that we'll throw out to the Golf Talk Canada universe and give away a round of golf at Muskoka Bay. We're going to have Scully time, and I, I got to talk to you. About my new putting stroke as well, because we'll wait for Scully to <laughs> New time. this week? Yes. Well, well it's, it's the first putting stroke that has lasted more than nine holes uh, since the anchoring ban came in. So wow. we will we will talk. I, we got to touch that with uh, Scully time. But uh, did you get to play any golf this week? I did. I played uh, my my debut game of the year at uh, my home course at Weston. I had a lovely day. Played with some uh, fine folks and... A little rust, a little rust there, but a couple of good ones, so keeps me coming yeah. back. Now, I love the your your father's line is the best about your first round of the year at Weston. Yes, yeah, so so my first round is very expensive and all the rest are free. That's right. <laughs> That's the only way to justify it. <laughs> so I got the expensive <laughs> round out of the way. It's, uh, it's in the book. Oh, that one costs a lot, but the <laughs> yeah. rest of them are free. That's I right. love that. That is such a good way of looking at it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Matthew Houston, who is the golf director at Lambton. Matthew and I go way back, and Stevie Chris. Chris, if you guys are listening this morning, thanks so much for having Hammer and uh, Mary and I out to Lambton yesterday. And uh, Beautiful got a ch- Oh, what a, what a golfer's day out. Uh, Matthew had me out when they had the original uh, grand opening back in 2010 of the redesign, but they hadn't finished 16, 17, and 18 yet. Okay. So I, it's been years. It's been eight years since I've been there. And I just forgot how good a golf course it was. Mm-hmm. It's such a great golf course. It's perfect condition. And then I, I finally got to play 16, 17, and 18, and I went, are you kidding me? The finish there is crazy. 450 uphill par four, wind in our face. 17, front hole location, 237 into the wind. Oof. Front hole location. That could play up to like 260 if they put that pin back That's right. Meaty. And then another big 400 and plus yard par four coming home at 18. It's just really a great golf course. We had such a great time. And it's great to see those guys too. You know, I used to work with those guys at the Mandarin Golf Club 20 years ago almost. Mandarin is no longer. It's, yeah. Well, it's there, but it's now called the Upper Union. Unbelievable. So I go way back with those guys. And I don't know whatever Matthew Houston is eating and what he's doing, but Matt, you like he doesn't look a day older. Guy looks unbelievable. He looks, he looks the same. <laughs> Matt looks the same. The rest of us are getting older and balding. <laughs> Matt looks the same. I don't know what he's doing. So whatever he's doing, I, I want the secret. He looks great. So uh, great to see all you guys, and thank you so much. All right, we got lots to get to, so let's get to some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. All right, little news and headlines. Uh, BMW Championship on the European Tour. Yes. And that is the flagship of the European Tour. If you're looking for the... Uh, their players' Just their players' championship. That is the comparable uh, association. And, Bob, it is a familiar name at the top of that leaderboard, Rory McIlroy. 67-65, 12 under par. He is ripping it up. Uh, he is not teed off yet. He will tee off a little bit later on 
in the third round, but there's already lots of good scores, scoring out there. This is a course that's gone through a lot of transformations, obviously, at Wentworth, uh, but the guys are, are seemingly not having any trouble making birdies. And our old friend uh, Keith Pelly is mm-hmm. a member at Wentworth uh, Golf Club yes, as well, so I'm sure right on the course. And I'm sure he would love to see Rory ho- holding this trophy at the end. Oh, I'm sure, it's great. And and one interesting thing, of course, he's you know we know he struggled off and on. He's had some good moments and some down moments this year. But you know when he plays his best golf, there's not many guys I think who can beat him. No, no, when it's free flowing mm-hmm. and he's not fighting the short stick. Look out. Uh, now, speaking of not playing free-flowing golf and <laughs> fighting every stick in your bag, uh, host ambassador of the Nashville Open got a sponsor's exemption, Jake Owen, the country western singer, uh, playing this weekend on the web.com tour. We've seen this celebrity angle before. The most successful, I think, we've kind of agreed that maybe Steph Curry's two rounds of 74 were pretty impressive when he when he did it. Yeah. Uh, no embarrassment there. 86 for Jake Owen. Uh, second round was delayed due to a bad weather. Uh, last time I looked, he was seven over through his second round. Not going so well, but the story here is uh, en route to his 86 Monday, he took the time to go uh, respond to some haters on Twitter, one in particular that was coming after him, and now they've spun it into a good cause. They've spun it into some uh, uh, charity thing, uh, support for uh, Brant Snedeker's uh, charity. So, yeah, so this this is a... uh the actual official name of the tournament is the Nashville Golf Open benefiting the Snedeker Foundation. So Brent's uh, tied in, obviously. He's a, a, a pal of Jake's as well. He was in, involved in uh, drawing him into the tournament to begin with. And so he said, you know what, I'm going to pledge for the second round, I'm going to pledge 5000 bucks for every birdie I make. Uh, our good pal David Dubé, who is the guy behind Sportbox as well as a whole bunch of other things out in Saskatchewan, said, you know what, I'm going to pledge 5000 too. Nice. And then everyone's just piled on, so there's all sorts of money. Now, the only difficulty is that he hasn't made a birdie yet, but he's still got 10 holes to do it. And, he had, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't horrible on the first round. I know he shot 86, but if you consider that he made a 9 on a par 5 on the 18th hole and on the 13th, he had, he had two doubles and a quad coming in. Other than that, you know, he's... Well, not horrible. If, if he was a PGA Tour player and he shot 86, he'd just simply say, I just didn't make anything today. Well, and a lot of guys are saying, well, why would you take a spot from a guy who's deserving of uh Well, that's what player, that's right? always the argument, right? But, but a, here's, a, here's a perfect example. So Brad Fritch, who is a guy in that position who could use one of those kind of spots, he came out and said, you know what? A guy like Jake Owen brings nothing but attention right. to the tournament. He probably had the biggest galleries out right. there. So Brad I mean, has the right attitude, exactly. too, though. But Brad's exactly. one of the good guys. Yeah. Some guys are not going to have that cup half full approach on it. I think it's mostly the fans rather than the actual players themselves. I mean, there might be one or two. But I think right. most people are... Most guys who know golf, know this tournament, know this tour, realize this is a good thing. I guarantee you, a lot of people are talking more about the Nashville Open anywhere this week, which normally would not even be looking at it exactly. at all, and that's the whole thing. Exactly. Uh, speaking of tours, McKenzie Tour kicks off this week. Yeah. West the, Coast. Uh, they're going to start with the, greater, the Freedom 55 Open. I did not know this until we spoke this morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this missed my radar, but purses are up across the board this year. That's right. They're gonna, uh, they've are gonna they increased the purses to a minimum of $200,000, so that's pretty good. There's 13 stops. There's one in the GTA for the first time in a few years up at Osprey Valley. Mm-hmm. They're going to have uh, that. Our good pal Brian Decker is working mm-hmm. up there now. He's left this tour, gone up there. He knows... Uh, just how much attention this can bring. But they're starting off uh, at a really nice golf course at Point Grey this week at the Freedom 55 Financial and uh, Open. And uh, they'll play three events in B.C. And then they'll 
stretch it out and, and go as far east as Cape Breton and finish up in London, Ontario again in uh, September. God, the PGA Tour has ju- done just such a tremendous job since taking ownership of, of the tour. Yeah. And we have such a great heritage and lineage here in Canada with the Canadian Tour. Some great players. If you look back to the history of like, you know, maybe even the heyday in the 70s and into the early 80s and sure, cross, crossover events with the CPGA. And George Newton. George Newton. Yeah. And, and like, there's all sorts of so great players. It's great. Play and there. then, you know, there were some dark days near the end there. Sure. But wow, uh, to just kind of revive it and bring it to where it is now is a great job. And, you know, Aaron Wise, yeah. winner, graduate, wins again a couple two weeks years ago. ago. And now he Bang. is on the winner on the PGA Tour. Finally, in news and headlines, Bob, and this I want your opinion on this, and we're going to throw this out on Twitter this week, and we'll uh, we'll see what your opinion is. We'll get uh, what the Golf Talk Canada Universe's opinion is on uh, the following. Tiger Woods, uh, in an interview this week, came out and suggested that he'd love to see PGA Tour players be able to wear shorts during competition. They play a lot in the Southern Hemisphere. They play in hot weather. Uh, they're professional athletes. And that he would love to see them uh, allow shorts on the PGA Tour, which they have done in in uh, practice rounds at the P- in the PGA Championship. I think the European Tour European has allowed Tour it on, well. on occasion. Uh your take on this, Bob, but would you like to see them allow to wear shorts? What's the positives? What's the negatives? Uh, what do you think the overall reaction in the North American golf community would be to shorts on the PGA Tour? I'm, I'm for it. I think, uh, I think these guys are athletic enough that it looks good. It looks more like an athlete. I mean, what other sport do guys not play? <laughs> what other sport do they play play in long pants other than curling? Right. Uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I think it's good. I think you can make it look athletic enough. And Tiger even said, you know, even with his chicken legs. Right. And if you look look at his from the knee down, his legs are really tiny. Um, I think it looked good. I, I must admit, when I went to the PGA Championship last year, it was a little strange looking when you first see it. Well, we've been watching this game for so long, and this, right. when you first see it, it's going to look weird. But but I think uh, I think the positives are that it's it's a youthful look. It's what you know, when you go to a golf course, that's what everyone's wearing, basically, on warm days. So why not bring that into the PGA Tour and uh, let them get some fashion. Look what it does for women's golf. I mean, totally. they're, they're all in shorts. And well, that's the thing. If the ladies are wearing it, and I'll, I'll throw this other one at you too, Bob. Uh, the fact that, we like, what's happened to the golf shirts? Right. Like, these guys, have half of them don't have collars anymore. They're skin-tight shirts. It's yeah. like... And we're still protecting the pant kind of part tradition of the game. It's a little weird. I don't want to see any legs. Yeah, it's so weird. So, I don't know. We're going to throw it out there on Twitter and see what the universe thinks. And uh, we'll talk about it next week. All right. You know who else is coming on today's show, which I forgot at uh, in this t- kickoff hour, too? Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario. Ah. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, Junior Golf Drive and the Golf Gala on Monday at the Granite Club. We'll be there, lo- uh, lo- we'll be there on location to shoot Golf Talk Canada. Right. The television. Uh, but great golf guest. Getaways.ca, greatgolfgetaways.ca is how you can support junior golf in the province, and Mike Kelly will be on to talk about that. But coming up next on the other side, Bob, you had the chance to talk to Elena Sharp. She has some changes going on right now. Yeah, preparation for the big U.S. The US Open, which starts week. Thursday. So we'll talk about that next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Well, the Ladies U.S. Open kicks off May 31st. That's this Thursday, Shoal Creek, uh, Shoal Creek, Alabama. And Elena Sharp will be in the field. Bob, Elena not having the season she wants today, but putting in some work to try to turn this around and turn it around this week. Yeah, we ch- talked to her about some changes she's making and uh, hoping, hoping she's going to see some results with that. And it hasn't been quite the year she wants. She talked a little bit about that when I, uh, when I talked to her yesterday. Coming off a missed cut at the Kingsmill Open last week on the LPGA Tour, here's Bob one-on-one with Elena Sharp. And here is Elena Sharp joining me now from her home in uh, beautiful Arizona. And uh, Elena, I uh, first of all thank you for for coming on this morning. And I um, I understand you just spent some time up in uh, in British Columbia. Is that right? Yeah, I just took a quick trip up to Vancouver um, to work with the new, my new coach Brett Saunders, and it was a great two days. And I just got back last night, and I'm going to go work on it this weekend and head out to uh, the U.S. Open on Sunday morning. So, so that's a change of coaches for you. Um, what was the, what was uh, behind the the, the, the shift? Uh, I actually changed coaches back in March, but haven't or stopped working with Tristan back in March. I mean, he taught me a lot, but I just felt like I was needing a change and not needing something fresh, but just was um, frustrating. And I just felt like it for me, it was the best thing to do was to change it up. And so I've been floating around trying to figure out who would, who I wanted to work with going forward. And, um, I haven't been striking it like I normally do and it was it was frustrating last year for me. I was you know trying to find something every week and it just put a lot of mental grind on me and I was so exhausted by the end of the year. Um so I just wanted to get back to trying to keep it simple and I feel like I found that in Brett. He helped me with my putting over the winter and I really liked how he taught. And I've heard from other people that he's a good teacher. So I just kind of spoke with them through email and on text and said, okay, I'm going to come up there. And um, I'm really happy that I did it. I I think it's a good step going forward for me. And it's not too far off of what I worked with Tristan in the first year that I started working with him. So it's not like it's super foreign and I'm going to be so confused going into a major. I actually have some good direction now. So I'm really happy about that. So sometimes uh, changing coaches is just all about a fresh approach, isn't it? It's never that the one coach isn't isn't a good coach or anything like that. It's communication. It's just changing it up and getting a fresh approach to kind of uh, uh, get you kick-started. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I would say that's a great way to put it. I mean, I learned so much from Tristan, and I, I'm glad I worked with him. He, he moved my game along, and I've had two of my best years with him, and People are probably thinking, oh, why are you changing coaches? But it's just something that I needed to do, and I'm happy moving forward. And I know that, you know, this hasn't been the greatest start for me this year, but in 2016 when I had my best year, I was about this point, um, at this point in the season around this on the money list. So I'm ready to get going, and I usually kick it into high gear in the summer, and it's coming up. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and playing a few in a row. That enthusiasm level is clear in your voice. It's uh, it's it's tough when you're sort of spinning your wheels a little bit, isn't it? You're always kind of hoping that the next tournament is going to be the breakout one or the uh, or the week after or something. But it is tough to when you're spinning your wheels to try and force things, isn't it? Definitely. And um, started to talk to Lynn and Pia again from Vision Fifty Four because 
you know, yes, my ball striking's been off, but nothing's gone in, and I'm working hard. It's not like I'm sitting around doing nothing. And sometimes you work too hard, and then you try and force it. So I'm trying to get back into, you know, really focusing on these new moves, obviously, but then tension and tempo on the on the golf course and really getting into that target and just having one thought and not bouncing all over the place throughout 18 holes. So it's been a good – I mean, Kings Mill wasn't the best result, but I did a lot of good things there and played like four or five holes in pounding rains at the end. So um, it was the bad wave, but I was really happy on how I handled myself and – was much better like more positive reactions to shots and didn't get down on myself as much so it's definitely a step in the right direction it's been uh it's been a year so far in the lpga tour where you can wear out your umbrella that's for sure speaking of uh of rain and frustration out there but uh this week of course you're heading into the u.s women's open uh, one of the big majors is is this the toughest test of the year in terms of golf course setup for the women I think it's a tough test in respect to we don't know the course, whereas every tour, every tour event, unless it's a new tournament, we kind of have an idea what the course is going to play like, and they move tees around, and definitely pin positions are a little different than what we do out on tour, so that's a tough test. And then um, just like you don't really know what the conditions are going to be like. We're going to Alabama, potential probably thunderstorms this time of year, like it could play firm. It could play soft. We just don't really know. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing the golf course. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Are you are you a person who would like a tougher test rather than sort of a uh, bring out the birdie barrage? Would you, that's, and that's typically what we see certainly on the men's side of the U.S. Open. Right, yeah. I, I love the challenging golf courses that we play. I love our majors because it's not a 20 under that's going to win and Shooting par some days is a really good score, and um, I think that suits my game better. But I'm learning to love to hit wedges and make make a lot of birdies too. So I just know going into this U.S. Open, we're going to be playing a tougher golf course, and uh, it won't be a 20-under winning, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, just before I let you go, it's not a major anymore, but certainly the the uh, uh, CN Women's Open coming up in, uh, in in Saskatchewan this year. That's got to be a, a little different. And already I'm hearing that there's a, a huge boost of fans uh, ready to go and volunteers, and they're really looking forward. It must be exciting to go to a place where I really haven't been for a long time. Yeah, the last time I was in Saskatchewan, I think I was 15. So it's been a long <laughs> time, and I've heard a lot of positive things about it. Um, I know that they're really looking forward to us being there, and it's going to be a great week. Uh, CP always puts on a great week, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I know a lot of the girls are looking forward to it, and they've asked me, well, what's Saskatchewan like? And I'm like, I really can't tell you, but I know that they're going to be very welcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, flat. That's how you can tell them it's flat. Yeah, flat. (laughs) This golf course isn't that flat. Elena, uh, best of luck with the new uh, the new swing uh, work you're doing, and best of luck next week at the U.S. Women's Open. And thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks for having me, Bob. Uh, hey, Elena, do you know Phil from Canada? That's yeah. what that is. Eh? How's Saskatchewan? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough making swing changes at the best of time. At the uh, best of times, it's tough making swing changes when you in off season when you get to take time away. When you're in the middle of the LPGA season, heading approaching a major. 
it's even harder. Sure, and I think, but I think she's doing the right thing. She wasn't getting anywhere with Tristan, and not nothing wrong with she says. You know, Tristan's a great coach. He's he's coaching some women who are having some great years. But eventually, at certain points of time, maybe it just the, the connection just loses its its luster, and you need just change for change's sake. Here's yeah, well, fresh, we've seen it with uh, we've seen it with many players over the years. You need a different a different set of eyes, a different way of looking at things. You're trying to tell me Butch Harmon isn't still probably the best teacher in the world? Of course he is, but yeah. you know, players have left Butch and said, "I sure. need to hear something different. I got to go a different way." Phil Mickelson, for example, right? Look right. at what he did with Butch. Tremendous uh, under Butch's tutelage, but needed to. You know, get something going, and hey, he won in Mexico. So. That's right. That's right. There's lots of ways to to, to cut it, but I think uh, I think she's doing the right thing uh, by making a switch. So coming up, still in the show, lots to get to. Mike Kelly will be with us at the uh, top of the next hour. We're going to talk a little bit about how you can support junior golf in the province of Ontario. Bob and I are going to touch on who we think the player of the year might be, and also who we might think uh, who we believe is the best in the game when they're at their best. Which is a different question than, you know, who is the player of the year. A player of the year is someone who has performed incredibly well over, you know, a 12-month window. But who, when they are hot, who, when they have it in six gear, is the best? Interesting. At one point, it was the same guy, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Is it still the same guy? Interesting. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, we'll also do Winners Weird and What. We've got Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. We're going to give away some free golf to Muskoka Bay uh, during a trivia uh, contest. We're going to have Scully time. We'll talk a little bit about 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. We'll talk a little bit about Golf Talk Canada on location at the Granite Club next week to prom, uh, for our uh, Golf Talk Canada TV episode. Lots going on in GTC land. But coming up next, three dub Winners Weird and What. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Weeks Zucchino in studio for two hours of Golf Talk Canada. There is some changes to the Golf Talk Canada schedule coming for World Cup season. We will hopefully have those for you this time next week, and we can tell you something official. The uh, The World Cup is in Russia, so the episodes of that are during the World Cup, we will be doing in Russian. Is there, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best Nikolai Volkov okay. impression. All right. It is time for 3-Dub. Winner's weird and what? And Bob, you have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! Mark, earlier we were talking about the uh, kickoff to the McKenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada season that is happening this coming week, and it's going to take place at the Point Grey Golf Club in Vancouver with the Freedom 55 Vancouver Open, and there's a sponsor exemption into the field that I'm really pumped about seeing in there. His name is Jimmy Jones, and he's going to uh, he lives in Florida, but he's been given an exemption to play in there, and if that name may ring a bell, it's because he is the son of the late Don Coe Jones. 
And he has just finished up uh, four years at the University of South Florida, where he was an NCAA uh, player, and he competed there, was an uh, all-conference All-American selection or conference All-American selection, has got lots of game, and he's now turned pro. And uh, he's going to make his pro debut at, uh, at this tournament. And this is the same club where his mother was inducted into the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. So uh, really cool to see uh, Jimmy uh, turning pro, and I wish nothing but the best and for him. And what a great spot. To, I love That's a cool story. What a perfect spot to make your professional debut. Yeah, exactly. All right. My, um, my weird, you know how I like my weirds yes, on the radio he's got any? Uh, there's some nudity in this one? <laughs> no or? nudity no, in okay. this one. Nobody making love to the no, cup. No, that's right. <laughs> that involve... was a, That's not a weird. That, that one was an impressive. Yeah, Am I impressive exactly. this week? Exactly. Okay, here is the uh, here is the weird this week, and this takes us down to Australia. Uh, now you and Scully were were working on some swing mechanics with oh. those shafts, those weighted yes, shafts. Yes, I'm right? still doing so. Okay, yes. good, good. Trying to build some speed, and we know that the golf club is very important when it comes to speed. Well, a fella in Western Australia took that to a little bit of a different level, and this is he was nabbed at the Perth airport with a set of golf clubs. And he was holding them very closely, and the police said he's acting strangely. So they said, I wonder what's going on with those golf clubs. Well, they checked them. They couldn't really find anything, nothing unusual about it. So they decided they would x-ray them. And stuffed inside the shafts of the golf club was uh, $600,000 worth of cocaine. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's not okay. quite speed. but Well, that's what I'm saying. That's a different way to get speed. It's, yeah, uh... <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, he uh, is now going to spend some time away from golf courses uh, in the slammer. So uh, too bad for him. My, well, he can work uh... on his mechanics and his speed in, in the cell. <laughs> that's cellars. right. That's right. Can I have something with a very high ceiling, please? Yeah. My, uh, my what this week uh, involves the uh, reigning U.S. Open champ, Brooks Kepka. And what a uh, tough road he's had to go through. We know he had that wrist injury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, at the Players' Championship, he was uh, warming up at the far end range, which is kind of out of the way. But there was a cart path that yes. drove right near there, and he had to stop a swing in mid-swing other than he was going to kill a guy. Kill the guy, his, yeah. I recall cart. this. Well, little did he know. He didn't tell anybody, but he actually dislocated his wrist for the second time. That was the first problem he had. Right. And a bone popped out, and he popped it back in. So he's oh dislocated God. his wrist twice in the last three weeks or, or last two months, I guess it is. For trying to stop a 120-mile-per-hour <laughs> swing, right? Like Tiger's really good at that. We've seen yeah. that. But apparently for Brooks, uh, his his uh, wrist popped out and or his bone popped out. He popped it back in and he went out and played, and he actually played pretty well. Six, so amazing. Well, yeah, and 63 yesterday and three off the lead. And we'll do leaderboards right. later in the show, but now three off the lead at Colonial. They yeah. can call this tournament whatever they want. It's Colonial. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? so, exactly. Uh, but, uh, wow, because, you know, when I was down at the players, as you were, we were working, yep. and, you know, there was a, a, a story on the grounds that he almost hurt his wrist again by that, but That's no right. details. Now it says it's we had a bone pop out of place. I didn't tell anybody, but, yeah, they popped it back in. Luckily enough, we kind of popped it back into place right away so it wasn't stiff and I didn't have too, too many problems. Uh, wow. he's, this is the best line. Yeah, I mean, I've dislocated my wrist twice in the last two months, you know, different spots, but, I mean, it's fun. I'll be all right. I don't know anybody who calls dislocating your wrist fun, but there you go, Brooks. All for you. Uh, now joining the cast of Jackass, Brooks Kepka. Oh, my Lord. All right, Bob, the tea is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. My winner this week is we- it's a weird winner. Uh-oh. Just because I, we always ask our athletes to be transparent and we want them to give us something. And then sometimes when they do, we get upset. Like Rory. Rory is unfiltered 
and just tells you what he thinks. And sometimes, you know, occasionally it's got caught him some heat over the years. And then we, you know, and then the flip side of the coin, we get you know irritated when everything's scripted. Well, I thought uh, Jordan Spieth this week very open and very honest, especially when you consider that he is currently in the middle of what is like a horrible putting yip uh, issue. Like, we have, sure. You know, this is a full-blown yip with Jordan Spieth missing putts from like inside two feet. On the regular, weekly basis, he is missing putts inside two feet. Uh, in 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 uh, at Colonial this week, uh, he spoke to the media and he spoke about the 2016 Masters. I guess someone asked him what the low point of his career was so put to this date, and he referred to the 2016 Masters and its lingering effect. And it, this is the quote: "Even though it was still a tremendous week, it was and it was still a good year. It has haunted me, and all que- and all the questioning and everything." End quote. New quote, I uh, uh, start a new quote. I let it tear me down a little bit. I like that. I let it tear me down a little bit. I lost a bit of my freedom and thoughts of who I am as a person Holy and golfer. Smokes. Wow. Think about it. I lost a part of who I am as a person and a golfer. And I know he's won. And he's won big events, big events since then. But I wonder... If any of this stuff we're seeing right now is still connected to that, yeah, one. maybe, maybe he's still got the headworms going. They're digging, and it's down just deep come out in a, a different way. That's a big admission to, uh, and a big thing to happen to a guy. I mean, I, I think he should probably go see the shrink. Well, right? that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, like most guys do not talk like that. You know, and uh, it's you know, it's a game. You know, it's just a game. Uh, uh, you know, tomorrow's another tournament. I'll put the ball on the ground. Happens to everybody. I'm going to learn from that. You know, the, sure. they get the script. Sure. Get the script out. You know, no one actually talks like this. And I was like, wow, that. you know what? That's It's great to see. It's also concerning. A little bit, for sure. My weird, which will come up maybe in our next segment. Are you gonna, is your weird going to be a weird what? Or, yeah, I know. <laughs> a weird winner or a weird? My weird is actually a winner. <laughs> no, it's 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 not it's not Rory McIlroy's sixty seven sixty five start of the BMW Championship, but it's Alex Noren's reaction to it. Oh yeah, Alex Noren shoots. Uh, it plays alongside uh, Rory McIlroy and shoots and watches him shoot sixty five. His reaction to sixty five. This is the quote. It says. Best round I've seen. I think I'm getting ready to quit golf. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It, it's a great round. But come on. Like, really? He's a good... Alex Noren is a really good quote if you ever had a chance to chat with him. He's a very funny guy and a good player who are, you're going to see a lot of at the, at the Ryder Cup this year. Oh, but, for uh, sure. But I'm getting nice ready guy. to quit golf. It was a good round of golf. But it, ain't a 55, it ain't a 55, Alex. It's a 65. And my what this week? What happened to our last two winners? What happened to the dominating performance of Webb Simpson, a player's championship? Aaron Wise at uh, Byron Nelson. Uh, they come to Colonial, a golf course that should be good for both of them. And certainly for Webb Simpson. Certainly for Webb Simpson, especially. And they miss the cut. You know, you wonder if... I think people don't realize how much goes on when you win. And, and for Webb, when you win a big tournament, you got you know, you know have a, a, a routine that you go through when you arrive at a golf course, when you want to do your stuff. And, and if you're not a guy who's been in the winner's circle lately, like those two guys, obviously, you know, all of a sudden you're getting a lot more attention. You're getting thrown out of your schedule. Different things happen. Maybe you're uh, counting your money from your win. <laughs> you know? So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's uh, weird, though. Unbelievable. I just, especially from the Webb Simpson standpoint, 
after that putting performance, it's almost like, how could you miss the cut anywhere? You know what I mean? You're going to win. It doesn't mean you're going to contend. But to not play four days the way you're rolling the rock. Yeah, and he's a short hitter. Would dial into this kind of a golf oh, course perfect. Plotter's golf course, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. But uh, you never know. And they both missed the cut. Okay, on the other side, we're going to get uh, some uh, Golf Talk Canada housekeeping out of the way. And we'll tee up Hour 2 of GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. You know, here at Golf Talk Canada, Bob and I are very much like the Santa Claus of golf community. You just love to give things away. We're givers, Bob. We're givers. We're givers. And uh, that's going to continue an hour or two as we give away a free round of golf in the Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. And we will open the the phone line. And the first person to call in at 416-870-1050. So 416-870-1050 in hour two is the number. We're going to give you a trivia contest. As we come back in hour two, we'll give you a question and the first answer, so get ready for that. That's a free round of golf in Muskoka Bay. Also, 20 weeks of TaylorMade continuing as we give away over $20,000 of TaylorMade product throughout the summer, including a grand prize, which is a full set of TaylorMade custom fit equipment through the bag tour experience, accompanied by a Stuart X9 electric trolley, walking trolley. The grand prize alone, $8,000. And all you need to do, Bob, all you need to do is subscribe to our Golf Talk Canada YouTube channel. So Golf Talk Canada TV and radio. Golf Talk Canada TV and radio on YouTube. It's free. Tons of great content. And you have a chance to win over twenty grand in product throughout 20 weeks. And this week, it's Spider Week. So we're giving away a spider putter. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I, speaking of Spider-Man, I, what, I brought Marty, <laughs> Heather, Marty, and I and my mom. Mama Z. It was a family outing wow. to the Avengers. Oh, you'll love this. So, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm 43. Okay, there's certain things I'm not up on. Okay. So uh, I go, I do use the Cineplex app, though, to purchase my movie sure, tickets, right. right? So I I buy the tickets and I'm looking for, you know, we're looking for a matinee showing on the holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. So I find one. And I booked the tickets, and I went, boy, the prices of uh, movies have gone up since the last time I've gone. And probably last time we went saw movies maybe six, seven months ago. I go see maybe two movies a year, maybe three. Uh, I see most of my movies on planes. Right. Right? So I, I booked these seats, and it's like you reserve. Yeah. Well, okay. It was like 24 25 bucks a pop Did for the tickets. The no, there wasn't the liquor one and that up at the Don Mills Center there. No, it wasn't that. Wow. So what is it? So I get there, and it's in this row at the last two rows of the theater, and the, the seats are big, and they're burgundy, and they're called D-Box, and they vibrate ah. when the movie's going on. So here I am with my mother, Heather and I, and Marty, 
And now, thank God there's a way of turning things up. But I said to my mom, I, go, I said to Marty, I go, when, when the movie starts, you got to sneak over and crank my mom's uh, chair <laughs> to max. So when, like, you know, and this movie is full action. And and the, so the, the chairs react to what's going on on the screen. So it's like you're in, like, the worst vibrating Niagara Falls bed for oh, two and a half no. hours. So, like, this thing. So, <laughs> and you paid for the privilege. Right. And you pay for it. So we, so we finally we turned everybody's seat, seat off. But Marty had his. Uh, to steal a line from Spinal Tap, Marty had his seat at 11. It was 11. full. Yeah, right. We had to put, turn, turn the amp up to 11. We turned it to 11. And I'm like two chairs down from Marty, and I could feel his, his chair. chair from two chairs down. Wow. And I'm looking over, and he is just vi- – he it looks ridiculous. Loved it, he loved it. He loved it, right? And uh, he loved the movie. And it was, you know, it was everything you wanted in an action thumbs movie. Thumbs up? What do you get? If you like action movies, yeah, it was great. It wasn't my favorite. It's not like – uh, for me, like the 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 Chris Nolan Batman trilogy uh, is the greatest Superman, sorry, superhero, I should say, uh, movies. You know, uh, with the ones with Christian Bale. Right. I thought those were great movies. Period. Uh, but if you like ac- just action superhero movies, yeah, it's fun. It's great. Oh. You know, it's great. Well, the ending is weird. Okay. The ending is very weird. And now back to our regular scheduled sorry. program. Yes. What are you sorry. About? What remember? we were talking about? <laughs> I, Jeez, I went off on a tangent. I had well, something. There was a reason for that. T- Twenty weeks of Taylor made spider. <laughs> oh, I got. Well, spider I'm not weeks. using a spider, but we're getting to my grip on the other side. I'm not using a spider. I'm using a uh, another Taylor made putter that I, I'm absolutely loving. But it's this grip I'm using, which we'll get into, and we're calling it the fist. The, the fist. At least that's the PG name we can Punching use to call it. It is, good... it is ridiculous. Uh, but I got to tell you, I played uh, Lampton yesterday, and listen. I know I'm a tailor-made guy. They've been a sponsor of the show from day one. Blah, 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 blah. The twist face. I mean, like, I've never hit anything straight that in my life. And the proof's in the pudding. Look at all the guys that have won. Like, I mean, like, I hit a couple yesterday high off the toe that I thought were dead. And, like, they, I'm like, this, I'm hitting a ball. I'm like, I'm like Mike Reed off the tee ball. Oh, boy. There's a dated reference. Oh, boy. Radar Reed, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 2.30, right down the pipe, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who's the straightest driver of the golf? We only have a few minutes left before we uh, wrap up Hour 1 and, 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 and welcome in Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario. In your mind, who's the straightest right golf ball right now and that you've ever seen with your own eyes in the 30 years you've been covering uh... the game? I don't know who the straightest is right now. That's a good question. Let me think about that. Because we never talk about that. So let's let's no. talk. Because we always talk about yeah. who hits it a mile. For sure, for sure. But who Who's the Mike Reed? And for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, Mike Reed in the 80s was like Fred Funk in the short 90s. Short and straight. Yeah, short and straight. And, and doing it with a ballad of golf Almost ball. Won the U.S. Open one year. Yes, he that? did. What year was that? I don't know. We're going to look at I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Prepare here for this yeah, show at I some guess, point. Yes, no, because <laughs> I remember uh, Reed almost winning the U.S. Open. I remember the per- persimmon driver, Balata golf ball, which is very hard to control. Yeah, tons of spin off the face, complete uh, opposite technology as to what we build drivers in golf ball now. And I mean, this guy was living in the fairway eighty five percent of the time, and he was short. That's for sure. Yeah. But man, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's something. All right. Well, we'll look at. Let's, and Fred let's Funk talk about uh, in the '90s, I think, would have been the Mike Reed equivalent of the '80s. Is that accurate? Yep. Yeah, pretty Fred, close. Freddie, was, Freddie, Freddie Funk was, was pretty close yeah, there. Won a Players' Championship. And, yeah. Uh, right now, it'd be interesting. So we'll have that conversation. We'll figure that out. Okay. Muskoka Bay free golf giveaway coming up. We're going to fire out a trivia question. Uh, yeah, segment two of hour two. 
And the first person to call us in at 870-1050 is going to win a free round of golf in Muskoka Bay. We're going to do this throughout the summer here on Golf Talk Canada. This week, Bob and I will be on location at the Granite Club. For the Junior Golf Drive for Golf Ontario, trying to raise money to support the Junior Golf in the province of Ontario, you can support Junior Golf by going to greatgolfgetaways.ca, greatgolfgetaways.ca, and you can bid on live auction items, travel items that are golf travel packages, and the money goes to support Junior Golf in the province of Ontario. So even if you're not there on Monday and supporting it in person, you can support it at greatgolfgetaways.ca. Bob and I will be there on location to shoot Golf Talk Canada television. the Granite Club got its name? Ah, good story. No, I do only because you told me last Oh, week. really? Okay, yes. yeah. So, so but uh, it, I, I told you we should talk about It was originally aligned with the Granite Club down, yes. which is in Bayview Avenue, the great mm-hmm. uh, multi-purpose club. Mm-hmm. And that club was originally at the corner of Young and St. Clair, and it was the greatest curling club built of its time. In fact, the first 13 Briars were held at the original Granite Club, and it was just a curling club, but then, of course, it exploded into this uh, amazing facility on Bayview Avenue, and now they have a golf course, but I don't think they're tied in. I think it's a loose connection. But. Thus the name Granite. Granite so. Curling Stones. We will be there, there uh, to shoot Golf Talk Canada television this week, and also to support Junior Golf. I'll actually be emceeing uh, the event. Uh, Dave Hempstead uh, will be doing some stand-up comedy. David Mary will be doing uh, table-to-table comedy and, and magic. Uh, the What's it called? Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. He's great. Uh, he's so good at it, and uh, both of them are so funny. And uh, we're looking forward to supporting Junior Golf as always. And Mike Kelly, who is the executive director of Golf, Inter- uh, Golf Ontario, is coming up next right here on GTC. And we're going to do some scully time and leaderboard updates from around the world of golf because we have some Canadians in contention yes. this week on leaderboard. So thank you so much for listening to Hour 1, Hour 2. Coming up next, remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada. For those of you in Hamilton on 1150, Toronto 1050, a few other select markets are listening online or the iHeartRadio app. 60 more minutes of GTC. We got Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway coming up. Got some scully time. We'll give you some leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. But joining us now, good friend of the show, executive director of Golf Ontario, our friend Mike Kelly. Good morning, Michael. How are we doing? How are you guys? We're good. We're rocking and rolling. Are you in uh, cottage country or are you in the uh, GTA this morning? Oh, we're in the GTA with our uh, with our big fundraiser coming on Monday. Uh, it's, uh, it's I got I got to be close to home here. Yeah, we're uh, down the stretches. Speaking of Monday, uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun day. I know we're at the Granite Club. Where Bob and I will be there to shoot Golf Talk Canada Television on location. 
Uh, but it's a great day to support a great cause. I know I'm emceeing. we got Dave Hempstead, Dave Mary. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what uh, the Monday uh, Junior Golf Drive is all about. Yeah, well, it's, it's our it's our marquee fundraiser for the year, and it's uh, and all funds go to support junior golf initiatives in the province, and primarily the, that's golf and schools and connecting our golf facilities across the province with elementary schools and trying to grow the game that way, as well as as our scholarships program and and of course our team Ontario program and and uh, this is the fifth fifth year of the event and it's it's uh, you know it's a big deal this year we upped our game a little bit we've got. Um, we've added a few more groups. We've added, to your point, we've added some really great entertainment. Um, and uh, as well, we have a very special guest joining us. Uh, you know, as we, we try to bring back athletes, uh, guys that, that have been in our program, that are part of the pathway. And, and so we're bringing back Brittany Marshawn, who turns out she had a great couple of days to start the LPGA event in Michigan this week. Yeah, she's in. Uh, I think sitting in 12th spot or something like that. She's in great, great shape right there. Uh, you've also got the great golf Great golf getaways in support of junior golf, which is uh, live right now. And this is, as far as I understand, correct me if I'm wrong here, this is kind of an extension of the course bidding that we had uh, earlier in the year. Now you've got some great getaways that are uh, include uh, overnight stays and some rounds of golf. And tell me a little bit about that one. Yeah, it is an extension, Bob, but it was uh, it's really an effort to actually help. Besides just raising funds, it's also a great way for us to help support um, all of the facilities in all parts of the province and try to promote travel here in Ontario during golf season. And there are so many good and, uh, markets and, and really neat places to stay and lots of great experiences to have in, in the province uh, with, with golf. And uh, this is a great way for us to package, of, package things together. We partnered with the Ontario Craft Brewers to, again, to add another experience to, uh, to their travel and, and golf. And it's, uh, we've got some great packages in all parts of the province. And uh, and uh, going well so far. So uh, hopefully, uh, we've uh, this will be again will generate uh, you know needed funds to help support some of those same initiatives in junior golf. Greatgolfgetaways.ca. Greatgolfgetaways.ca is the website. Live auction. We have packages to Owen Sound, Barry, Halliburton. London, Kingston, Windsor, two rounds, three round packages, hotel accommodations, and all the money uh, driven to a good cause, which is to grow the game with kids in the province of Ontario. And we'll continue this drive and Monday uh, being the cherry on top, so to speak. Uh, looking forward to Monday, Mike. That's going to be fun. Uh, before we let you go, from a, uh, a competitive standpoint, you guys are in the, I guess, ramping up to what is going to be a very busy summer, I'm assuming, for championships for. Uh, uh, golf Ontario. Uh, uh, what, what's the next big one, I guess, on the schedule? Well, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the to the guys I I uh, I, I was with in Michigan uh, at TPC Michigan uh, today earlier this week. They took on the top eight guy, senior guys in Michigan, and I, we didn't we didn't bring back the cup. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, some of the golf that these guys play is incredible, and uh, uh, really reminded me how how great some of our uh, senior players are on both our men's and women's side, and our women's matches are against uh, New York State this coming week. So we have a couple of uh, really unique match play uh, events that for our top senior players against state, state golf associations. And, and, of course, we've got our next major, major event is our mid-amateur championship, uh, which is at the Burlington Golf and Country Club in June, which um, has seen record entries uh, for that for that event. And we all know Burlington's a pretty solid golf course, yeah. so there's probably a good reason for that. Yeah, uh, 
It, great golf course, and uh, we got a ton of them, and the province is uh, one of the best. And uh, it's funny, Mike. You know, uh, some of the guys like I, I meet when I travel and stuff, and they've come to they've come to Ontario not expecting what they get in terms of golf, and they get blown away, right? Some of my friends from the U.S. on the southern, like on my PGA Tour it's, radio. Team it's amazing whatnot. how many uh, great golf courses by some famous designers we have in just in this GTA, and they yeah. extended out across Ontario. I it's, know, it's remarkable. Incredible. Mike, thanks so much uh, for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you on Monday. That's going to be it's a big day, it's a full day, but it's going to be a fun day, and it's a great cause. Yeah, I know. I think, thank you guys so much for your support, and uh, I saw you guys on the T-sheet, so uh, um, we'll, uh, we'll have a great day Monday, and again, thank you very much for, for all your support, guys. It's uh, definitely a worthwhile cause, and we, we definitely appreciate it, Golf Ontario. Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, and again, the website is greatgolfgetaways.ca, greatgolfgetaways.ca if you want to bid on some great travel packs that have golf, hotel, etc. included, and the money goes to raise money for Junior Golf Drive here in the province of Ontario. On the other side, Muskoka Bay, free golf giveaway. I'm going to drop you a trivia contest, the first correct caller with the right answer at 870-1050 will win a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay Club. Bob and I are also going to debate who will be player of the year out of the top five current in the official world golf ranking, and who would you take at their peak? Who would you take at their best? They bring their A-plus game. Who is that guy right now with their A-plus game? May not be the same answer as player of the year. And and also, this straightest golfer. Yeah, I know. Do we have time to do that right now? We can do that. You want to do that? Okay. Sure. Let's hit it. So listen, the straightest golfer ever that I've ever seen play. Yes. Without a doubt. Cal Pete. Calvin Pete. Calvin Pete. Yeah. What did he average over his career, he Bob, He actually led the uh, driving accuracy statistic uh, nine straight, ten straight years. Yeah. He peaked at 84.6. That's that's, that's how many fairways in 83. Uh, 82, he was 81.3. In 81, he was 81.9. Now, by comparison, right now, the leader of that category is Henrik Stenson, who is at 76. So he's almost 8%, almost 10% higher. And I mean, how many? Question for you. How many golf tournaments would Tiger Woods have won already this year if he was in the fairway 83, 84% of the time? <laughs> Probably every Three, one. four? Yeah, maybe. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Oh, boy. All right. On the other side, we'll do Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway. Lots coming up. We'll debate player of the year and who's the best right now if they bring the A-plus game. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. All right, Zakino Weeks, let's throw out the trivia question. Muskoka okay. Bay Golf Giveaway. 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. question. We want to know, how many golf balls has Tiger Woods hit in his career? <laughs> to the nearest three. <laughs> yes, to the nearest three. We'll, we'll, take the we'll round up. Right answer. <laughs> All right. The first correct answer calling in at 416-870-1050 gets a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay Club, which is one of the finest courses right. in the country. 
It's a stunning place to play golf. And the trivia question is Tiger-related. And the reason it is Tiger-related is Tiger's making his return to the PGA Tour this upcoming week at the Memorial, a tournament that Tiger has won five times. So Tiger has won the Memorial five times. We're looking for one of one of the three tournaments that Tiger Woods has won more of on the PGA Tour. He's won three events more than five times, more than Memorial. Give us any one of those three, the name of the tournament, the name of the course, the name of the venue, anything remotely close to accurate, and you're the first one in. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to win a free round of golf at the Muskoka Bay Club. Excuse me, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. The first correct answer uh, gets a free round of golf at the Muskoka Bay Club. All right. Is it just uh, one one round? Like, does the guy have to play just by one himself? Round. Well, he's welcome to bring guests. He's oh, welcome okay. to bring you know friends and family, whatever. <laughs> if not, I'm sure they'll find him a good game at some point. Maybe you and I are hanging around the first right. tee looking for a little action. That's right? good. That's you good. and I are undefeated as a team on the golf course. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, so we're willing to take on all comers right now. We're ham and egg and like the best of it here. <laughs> um, all right, earlier in the show, we teased, you teased, you asked me, uh, out of the top five players in the world right now, out of the top five players in the world right now, who do I think is going to have the best year? Mm-hmm. You also asked me who I would take at their A-plus game. So the top five players in the world are Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, and Justin Rose. I am struggling with this question because I I think Spieth is lost in the wilderness. I think Rahm is going to win the British Open, as do you and as do Scully. Right. I thought Rose was going to win the Masters. I still think he's going to have a big year. And for some reason, I why do I have no confidence in Justin Thomas? You know, you're going to think I'm crazy on this, Bob. You're going to think I might be nuts. But who is the who's going to have the best year of those five? It's between Rom and Rose for me. And I'm going to think I think Rose is going to win two more times and end up with three wins. Could be. You know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting question. The ones to me, I still think Dustin Johnson has got another gear to find right now. And I think he's been kind of laying low since the start of the year. Um, and I think he's going to start powering through. He hasn't, I just he's gone, like he hasn't played a lot. But no. he's, he's And what I saw at Kapalua, and well, you know, this is a good segue because you said, you know, so you're going with Dustin Johnson. Yeah. You think he's going to cut and I'm going with Rom or Rose and I'm leaning Rose. But then your other question was, out of those five, who would you take at the top of their game, their A-plus game? And to segue back to what you were just saying, when I was in Kapalua and I saw what I saw with my own eyes for four days with Dustin Johnson turning Kapalua into a par three right. <laughs> uh, course, out of those five, he's got to be the guy for me when he has everything firing on all cylinders. He is the guy. Yeah, I think there's only, there's only two people I would put in that class. One is Dustin Johnson. Right. And the other guy is actually not in the top five. Ah, so this is where I'm going. Okay, so I have two names outside the top five. So do you agree with me on Dustin Johnson on the A-plus game? Of those five guys, when he is playing his best, I don't think anyone beats him. Okay, so the other two guys I have that could can go toe-to-toe with DJ if everybody's got their A-plus game is Rory McIlroy, which I probably think is the other guy you're thinking about. Yep. And I would throw Jason Day into this equation. When he has it, we're talking about not over 12 months. I mean, when he has got everything going. Let's not forget, what was he, was it 20 under at Whistling Straits? Yeah. 20 under at Whistling Straits in a major. Okay? Unbelievable, right? You know, so I think he, and what I think what we're also talking about here, 
obviously all around game, no weaknesses. Yeah. And and we're also talking firepower. Those three have firepower when they're at the top of their game that very few guys can contend with. It's it's amazing to to see them and actually, you know, uh, when Rory was winning majors, we used to get these one-on-ones with them. As we still do get one-on-ones yeah. with the winners a lot of times. And twice I asked Rory McIlroy, I said, "When you are playing your best, can anybody beat you?" And the first time he answered, he says, "No, I don't think so." Which was kind of a bold statement. I think yeah. that took him aback a little bit. And right. then the second time I asked him, he says, "Well, I think I'd be very tough to beat." And so I think those guys have that confidence level in their game to to get it going, but it's so fleeting. Even though you know it might it might last for six months or a year or or four a run weeks or a whatever, run. Right? Only but Tiger gets to keep those, it for a decade. Those three guys, to me, have had the ability to go heads and shoulders above everybody else on that list. Even Justin Thomas, even Jordan Spieth, um, in those areas. And I think they're like you said. The domination is because it's right through the bag. Right. And that's what we, you know, and, that, and when we're talking about Jordan Spieth and the current struggles of Jordan Spieth, and we all think he's, you know, one of the best players in the world. He's so hard to beat, you know, majors when he has it going. Look at the way he finished that British Open when he tried to give it away. Uh, but when, when, the, when you rely so much on one aspect of your game, this is the danger what you're cur- currently seeing. Mm. When you've won... Most of your big events, by out-putting the field, by turning 20-footers into 5-footers, hitting it like a 12 handicap, and then hoisting the claret jug on the final day, uh, <laughs> it, it's, this is the danger of that, right? Where you know he's still number three in the world, and he's still so tough, and he's such a hard worker, and he hates to lose. He will find it. He will get it back, hands down. But just like you will find sl- you're going to find slumps when, when that's... Th- the weapon of choice, so to speak. Well, I think Jason Day had it. He said it uh, at the Players' Championship. He says, you know, when you get to number one in the world, it's so hard to stay there because there are so many things outside that kind of leach into you. And I think that's what Dustin Johnson has kind of gone through, where he's had so many other opportunities, so many ways to make money, and you can't turn that down. Um, And I think you get distracted from what got you there. And that's what Jason Day was talking about, and that's why he wants to kind of get back there. And he says you have to be selfish. You have to say no. You have to to be kind of all-encompassing in terms of focusing on your game. And I I don't I, I think it's so tough today for anyone to have any kind of extended period a top number one. That's why Dustin Johnson's just over a year, whatever it was, sixty some odd weeks, sixty four weeks. Yeah, pretty impressive. They're very impressive in the big uh, scheme of things. Okay, uh, quick question here for you, Bob, because you just you keep uh, making my mind come up with <laughs> questions. You know, I'm a I'm a question. You are guy. very good at questions. I'm a question guy. <laughs> um, who has the psyche? See, Jordan Spieth, to me, may be at the bottom of the food chain when we're talking about natural gifts of the elite golfers. And I don't mean that in an insulting way, but I mean he just doesn't have the firepower and the ball-striking capabilities of those other players we're talking about. He gets it done in other ways. Right. right. But, to me, he may be the strongest psychologically prepared to be number one in the world and hold that mantle where other guys just can't handle being there because of the things you've outlined. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you underestimate Dustin Johnson, even though he doesn't look like he's got that in there. I mean, he looks like the most laid back guy. And I think that's in some ways like an advantage to it, you know, because maybe he doesn't know what he doesn't know. That's <laughs> but, it. Yeah, just, maybe just he doesn't 
Doesn't affect, he doesn't realize the size of the moment. And, you know, a little bit, there's a little bit of Justin Thomas in there where he is able to kind of laugh things off and just kind of be a regular guy and, uh, and, and do a few things like that, even though he throws people out of a fan yes, well, gallery. Yeah. But, uh, but each of them is a little bit different. And you look at John Rahm, who's so fiery that it's almost to the point of distraction of his game. Um, so I don't know. I, I think of those guys, I think you're right, though. Spieth, is, uh, Spieth gets the most out of the least. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. It, that makes complete sense. Uh, and that, But that shows so much strength between the years yeah, and emotional so conviction. And All right. On the other side, Bob, I want to switch gears a little bit because I have hit a new low <laughs> when it comes to putting grips. But I want, it, I want to spread this news. <laughs> the gospel. Because I want to save your putt. If you're on the way to the golf course this morning, you're listening to Golf Talk Canada, and you are fighting the putter. Were you, like, at the end of last year, I was at the point where I almost wanted to quit the game. Because the yips, I had Jordan Spieth yip issues. I mean, like, I did not want to hit it to five feet. I would much rather hit it to 15 and 20 so I could just let the stroke go for free. You know, let the freedom. I'm like, just do not give me a putt that I should make because I would just, like, vomit all over myself. I would twitch. Like, I looked like I was coming off some kind of crack addiction of some kind, right? I was, like, going through withdrawals or something with a putter in my hand. It was awful. Hard to watch. I felt bad for the people playing with me. Trust me, I did not enjoy it. But I've come through the other side. I've come through the other side. And I came through the other side. Late in my horrific experience at the Canadian Open Qualifier with Scully, I, I found a, like a silver lining in what was other uh, otherwise a very depressing day. But I have come through, the, and this is the most hideous golf grip on a putter you will ever see, and it might be the point of no return, Bob. <laughs> if this doesn't last, if this doesn't cure the yeps. Now, we're about four rounds into this now, and it's lasted. I haven't twitched once. I haven't, uh, there's been no, like, uh, flinching or, wow. like, uh, moments of trying to, you know, want to hang myself behind the green or anything like yep. that. And uh, and it worked. It's working. So I'm going to walk you through the mechanics of this nest. And I want Scully as well, because Scully has seen this. And, and the and so maybe Scully can give us like a his description of, of this. Of watching. Of watching this. And, yep. and what it's like to have to. Play with someone doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can't wait for this. Stay tuned, folks. This ought to be good. Oh, my God. It's awful. It is. And we have a winner. Scully, do we have a winner? We have a winner in the Skoka Bay Golf Giveaway. So that's great. We're going to announce our winner coming up next who who got the trivia question. So that's been. So don't call. We have a winner. Phone lines are closed. We have a winner. <laughs> so Scully doesn't have to answer the phone anymore in there. Okay. So we'll announce the winner next. we got leaderboard updates coming up. we got Tiger back next week. Canadians in contention. And my horrific putting grip coming up next this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented by acura was brought to you by cedar bray golf club premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home limited memberships are still available for 2018 don't be shut out visit cedarbraygolf.com today This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
And welcome back to GTC. Welcoming into the studio, our producer himself, Adam Scully for Scully Time. Scully, who won our Muskoka Bay golf giveaway with the trivia uh, contest question? Give us one tournament that Tiger Woods has won more on the PGA Tour other than the Memorial, which he's won five times, and he's returning to action this week at the Memorial on the PGA Tour. Scully, who is our winner? Our winner is uh, a guy named Henry Barr. Ah, congratulations, Henry. And what was his uh, answer? What did he go with? Firestone. And Tiger currently 82 in the world, needs to crack the top 50 Mm -hmm. in the world by Mm -hmm. July 31st, Mm -hmm. or he will miss his opportunity to compete at Firestone for the last time, Mm -hmm. since that is no longer going to be on the schedule. Of course, the other two correct answers, gentlemen, Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open and Bay Hill for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And as a side note at the uh, Torrey Pines, he's actually won there nine times if you include the U.S. Open. I think it's, isn't it? Or is it seven and eight? I think it's seven and eight. I can't remember. Seven and eight. Seven, I think it's mm-hmm. seven and one. Seven and one? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, big, 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 a yeah, whole eight times bunch of times. A lot of times. I, I got to say to our phone lines, the second you said phone lines are open, mm-hmm. it was a frenzy. Lit up? It frenzy? Was, it was crazy. I, I was doing more, you know, I was doing more workouts than I'll do later today, just oh, trying just, to get yeah. the phone lines. Bob and I, <laughs> you know, we, we, we yeah. raise the bar. Yeah, <laughs> we, you do. We really do. You do. I don't know. Yeah, I told you. The minute the golf community just starts allowing Bob and I to make all the decisions, oh yeah. boy, yeah. everything's going to get much better. Yeah, it's we're not doing it for us. No, we're doing it's it for the greater good for of the you. Game. Now, before we get the leaderboard update, speaking of doing it for you, yes, you took a photo. I was I talking about. I, I'm in the process of Instagram story. All, all right, yes. so on Instagram, uh, Scully's going to tweet out a picture of a right-handed version of my new grip that w- the PG version of this. We have to uh, come up with a name for it. Well, the oh. PG is the fist. Oh, the fist. Uh, we have a non-PG that we can't say on the air <laughs> right. of, of the grip. Uh, but uh, in left-handed terms, I am holding the putter with my right hand conventionally. So I'm doing this in left-handed terms. Okay. Right hand on the top of the putter conventionally. There's a few inches separation between right hand and left hand. And then the left hand grips the putter and comes all the way over the top to where your knuckles and the top of your left hand are, is facing upwards, creating a an elbow that is pretty much in almost in a 90-degree angle. Mm-hmm. And then that elbow is now your lever. All you're doing is using that lever to rock your shoulders. You're using no short muscles whatsoever. There is zero twitching involved. In fact, in fact, if you twitch using the fist, you will punch yourself in the scrotum. <laughs> Wow. That okay, is the so punishment. Are you going to wear a jock? Yeah. <laughs> if you're, well, here, yeah, that's what I mean. If you're going to twitch with the fist, be, be prepared to hurt the family jewels. So, so, I, I, so this is going to be as revolutionary. I, I go back to the 2014 U.S. Open when Martin Keimer was on the driving range hitting, hitting balls with a tennis ball around his neck. And it would, it would yes. swing back and yes. forth. This is going to be like that. We're going to see mem- members from coast to coast trying to fist it. I had Dave Hempstead yesterday. The, the fisting was so impressive. The fisting at Lampton was so impressive that Dave Hempstead was going to the fist. And he was fisting oh, the putter man. grip the same way, right-handed. Wow. And you know what? Finding great success. Wow. Finding great for, success. I'm just waiting for the guy to come in and pull the plug on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, August 23rd. Yes. 
That's the day I figure you'll give up on this. That's it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. All right. Now, uh, well, I guess before we get to Tiger, we should do some leaderboards, Let's right? Okay. Yeah. So European tour, I'll kick it off with the European tour here. Rory McIlroy, one over through five holes, not looking good in his third round, but opening with 67-65, currently holding a one-shot lead over Sebastian Gross. And uh, who else is in this one? Oh, I'm looking for oh Francesco Molinari and Lee Westwood a couple mm-hmm. off the pace. The Azuri right there, and Austin of course, finally had a bad week. He missed yeah. the cut. Uh, it's too bad. The summer of Austin. We waiting for that one to come yep. back. And of course, this is the BMW Championship, folks, on the European Tour. This is the equivalent of the, of the Players' Championship on the uh, on the American Tour. And uh, see if Rory can hold on. Obviously, Rory would love to add mm-hmm. another uh, big victory mm-hmm. like this to the, the calendar. Already won in the U.S. Why not another one in Europe? Absolutely. He's uh, he's looked a little shaky so far in this uh, third round. PGA Tour, Fort Worth Invitational. Justin Rose, a one-shot lead uh, through 36 holes over Emiliano Grillo. Uh, Brooks Kepka among, zo- among those who are three shots off the lead. Ben Silverman, Canadian, five shots back, tied for sixth. A great tee time uh, going into Saturday here. Uh, and we also have Corey Connors, uh, who's teeing off very shortly, actually, at one under par. Adam Hadwin also made the cut, as did Mackenzie Hughes, who's currently on the golf course. Uh, LPGA Tour, they are in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Nasa Hataoka is the leader at nine under par, one shot up on Minji Lee. Great performance by Brittany Marshawn, who is re- currently tied for 12th, rounds of 70 and 69. She is at five under par and in a great position to cash a big check. She's had a little trouble with her final round, so hopefully she can put a, a good weekend together. Also making the cut, Motomi LeBlanc, and just missing the cut on the number, AC Tange. At the Nashville Open on the Web.com Tour, Clark Wyndham and Griffin Lanto have uh, the tie at 12 under par. That's a one-shot lead over uh, Josh Teeter and Sebastian Munoz at 11 under. Got to head all the way down the leaderboard here to find Ryan Yip and Adam Svensson, both of the tie at 5 under par. So good start for them, but a good 7 off the pace. And uh, Champions Tour also, guys, this week, they're playing a major, major, major. Uh, tie at the lead. Scott McCarron, who's had a great year, and Kevin Sutherland right now tied for the lead at 8 under par, and I always get surprised when I've got to scroll down the leaderboard and I can't find Bernard Longer anywhere. <laughs> Where is he in this one? I, I don't even f- f- see his name anywhere remotely close to this leaderboard. Stephen Ames, however, also in this one, and Stephen Ames won over through two rounds of golf, and I uh, want to give a shout-out and a congratulations to Ben McLean, who won the Niagara Parks Junior event on the CGJ, CJGA tournament uh, last week. This week, they got lots going on on the Canadian Junior Golf Association Tour. We've got several events happening, starting with the uh, Linksters at the Cambridge. That's tomorrow, full-day, one-day event. The Junior uh, Championship of Kings Forest, that's happening out in Hamilton, and that's on uh, today and tomorrow, so good luck to you. And then more Linksters at the Countryside all day tomorrow. So three events this weekend at the CJGA Championship and uh, we're well on the way to Junior Golf Association season. So good luck and have fun, boys and girls. Okay. Tiger's back this week, guys. He is. Uh, Memorial. And you know my theory on Tiger, how old the courses he used to do- dominate, he will no longer dominate. And the courses that are quirky and do and put two irons and three woods in hands. Um He'll do well on, i.e., Sawgrass. Um, how, where does Memorial fall into that spectrum, and what do we expect from Tiger this week? Uh, you know, um, looking at Tiger, I, I want to go back uh, to his weekend at the Players' Championship where he hit 11 fairways both Saturday and Sunday. If he continues to drive the ball 
on that level, it's it's hard to bet against uh, Tiger Woods. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking looking at are his starts. Uh, we've seen throughout a lot of his season, he's had to play catch up because he's had some subpar opening first and second rounds. In fact, this season he only has one sub seventy opening round, Bay Hill. He only has one sub seventy second round at Valspar. But you go to the weekend, he's a new man. His worst third round score this year is 72 at Augusta National. His worst. Wow. And he only has one over par final round. That's a quail hollow. So if he can mesh that together on Thursday and Friday, get off to a hotter start, something that... I have a theory on this, but I want to hear Bob's uh, thoughts first. I think there is something to that. And also... There's also the fact that he actually has had trouble starting rounds. Yep. If you look getting out of the gate, mm-hmm. I think he's always mm-hmm. a little bit slow to start making some birdies, especially at the Players' Championship. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I think there's there's the big picture and the small picture. Mm-hmm. But, he's, yeah, if he gets out there and, and gets on a roll early, it makes things a lot easier. Well, and, and, and the big thing with getting off rounds, this, this goes back to his Hank Haney days. Hank Haney right. wrote in his book, The Big Miss, that Tiger had this huge flaw with his opening tee shot. He would spray it all over the. He would, he would he would as Tiger calls himself Ranger Rick on the right. driving range because yeah. he hits it so straight. Then he goes to the first tee and sprays it anywhere. So I have a theory on this. Okay. So if you go back to the Ranger Rick Hank Haney days, that was because yeah. he was at near the end of his tenure with Hank Haney. Right. That that's the the moment he left Butch. Mm-hmm. Regardless of his success with Hank on an annual basis, every other every year with Hank, the swing was declining. It was getting flatter. It was getting stuck. And he was having less confidence off the tee. Mm-hmm. So he go to that first tee with having no confidence with what he was bringing to to the to the to the game inside the ropes, and he'd lose that first tee shot. Okay, but it was isolated to his tee game, to his driver game, mm-hmm. and then once he mm-hmm. found a groove. Fourth hole, fifth hole, sixth hole, Tiger would take over as Tiger, okay? Right. Here we come now, and arguably the greatest player of all time, throw in Jack Nicholas, Ben Hogan, Bobby Jones, whoever else you want to throw in the conversation, but modern day greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. And what is stopping Tiger Woods from winning right now is nothing physical. It is, in my opinion, it is 100% confidence. Because he gets to Thursday and Friday, and the reason he doesn't shoot low rounds on Thursday and Friday is because he's tentative. And the reason he's tentative is because he's not confident. I don't think Tiger knows what to expect, that he doesn't have the... Where he used to show up at a golf tournament expecting to win. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't win, he was surprised. And he knew that you knew that he felt like that. (laughs) Okay? And Mm -hmm. now here we are, and he, he needs to... He needs to ease in. He needs to settle in. Okay, we'll fight to the weekend. Okay, I made it to the weekend. And now we're at the weekend. What happens? Nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. He's playing Mm -hmm. catch-up, as you suggested. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll just go out and shoot at everything. I got nothing to lose. I made it to the weekend. I'm not expected to win. I'm 10 back. I'm 12 back. What's he do? Shoot 65. The other thing I find interesting, too, is when he shoots those rounds of 65 like he did the players, that was a 62 he turned into 65. On Sunday... That was a 65 and turned into a 69. Once he gets into contention, once he starts bringing himself back to the lead, 16th hole at Bay Hill, Mm -hmm. I have a chance something goes sideways. Mm -hmm. He is not ready, in my opinion, for the moment of winning. When that psychological switch gets hit, that's when he'll win. Do you think he's... 
he's fighting at going into a tournament a two-way miss? Because I remember uh, in, uh, Hank Haney would say that there'd be some days that Tiger just wouldn't have it, and he played, and he taught Tiger how to play from, from an intentionally laid-off position to sort of play a, a baby left-to-right shot all day mm-hmm. because he just didn't want to hook it left. Do you think he's going into tournament saying, I'm not sure if my miss is going to be left or right on this day, and sort of just fighting that two-way miss because he's not working well, with that possi- as well? Possibly, uh, which you can't play golf that way. No. I, but I just think it's an overall lack of confidence because when he has... When he's playing with nothing to lose, Mm -hmm. and he's playing with freedom in his brain. Look what happens on Saturday and Sunday at the Mm -hmm. Players' Championship. Only down the stretch when it gets tight, when he thinks he got... It goes, like, Bob, he he was very impressive on the weekend at the Players. And in my opinion, should have been six or seven better than what he posted over two days. I mean, that was the best we've seen him play, obviously, and the best he played. And I asked him right after in the scrum, I said, you know, any doubt in your mind you can win right now? He says, no, not a a breath of, of air between me and winning right now. He thinks... I think that he's getting more confidence in his game. I, I think we're we're forgetting that he's still on mm-hmm. the road back. It still hasn't been. Even he is surprised at how quickly he has returned to the point where he feels he can win. So I, you know, I give him. I, I agree with your assessment in terms of the mental um, trepidation at the start, maybe of, of rounds and, and 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 tournaments and stuff. But I think you still got to give this guy some some leeway because he's still figuring out how to get back into play and how to use his new body. And I think mm-hmm. now. He's over that hill. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen yeah. this week. I think, you know, and I've been the most, you know, skeptical on Tiger mm-hmm. of all of us. Mm-hmm. And probably of maybe a lot of percent of the media, really, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple guys that are just negative about everything. Right. Uh, I, I think if he does win, that you could see a, a run of wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think like, he, like if you're over that hurdle, right? Like when Dave Duvall finally got that first win. I know we always point to that. It's like the classic example of a guy. But Tiger, to me, and this is a guy who's got what seventy nine PG Tour wins. Is that right now? Yeah. Seventy nine PG Tour victories, and he's almost like a guy who's trying to win for the first time. Mm-hmm. Is that interesting? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, f- I find that so just remarkable that story that a guy who has done everything he's done but because it's been so long and he's gone through so much physically mentally emotionally that now we're covering a story about the greatest player of all time really trying to win for the first time yeah it's and it's tough you know it's uh it's it is getting back and i think there's so many eyeballs and so many expectations mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. it can't help but bleed into your game well and we, you know we've seen some wild sports stories this year you go to the vegas golden knights who knows if tiger can win the u.s open 10 years after his last major mm-hmm. be another wild yeah. sports story Could be a wild sports or 10 years. 10 years god 10 years yeah. unreal okay on the other side we gotta take a break but on the other side uh, we have a uh, ladies u.s open kicking off this we week never. and i think brooke is peaking at just the right time mm-hmm. i think she might just be this might be the week uh, that we see that other major coming from Brooke. All right, this is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, 
Mark Sacchino, and Bob Weeks. And just a reminder, 20 Weeks TaylorMade continues throughout the summer, over $20,000 worth of TaylorMade product. You must subscribe to our YouTube channel, Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio. That's Golf Talk Canada TV and Radio on YouTube. Subscribe. It's free. You have a chance at over $20,000 worth of product, including the grand prize, full set, a TaylorMade Golf Equip custom fit, accompanied by a Stewart X9 electric trolley, grand prize alone, $8,000, and uh, t- also, Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway will now continue throughout the summer. So every uh, hour two, every Saturday morning, we're going to be giving away a free round of golf at Muskoka Bay. Gentlemen, we have a, a major uh, coming up. Oh, by the way, before we uh, get into the LPGA major coming up this week, the Champions Tour major, the PGA Championship, the reason Bernard Longer is not on the leaderboard, Bob? He's attending his son's graduation, so he skipped the championship. And when you've got 163 wins this year already, you can right. do that. You can do these types of things. Yeah. So. Now, LPG Tour goes uh, with the U.S. Uh, Women's Open this week. It's Shulk Creek in Alabama. Creek, yeah. uh, Brooke Henderson coming off a fourth-place finish at Kingsmill, just missing the playoff. I think if there was 18 holes to go, she would have won at Kingsmill. They mm-hmm. shortened to 54 because of bad weather. We all know how much she loves hard golf courses. I just feel like I don't, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on on her, but I just think she, she, she's trending. I just think she's going to have a good week. I'd be shocked if she had a bad week. Let's put it that way. And and this this tournament is not quite like the men's U.S. Open, where it's it is a tough setup, but it's not quite as narrow. I mean, I think she can pull that driver out like she likes to do and get away with it. She's had some good finishes, two top ten finishes here, a tie for tenth when she was still an amateur, mm-hmm. and then a tie for fifth uh, a few years ago. So she's. She's had some experience around playing on these golf courses, and I think you're right. I think for her, you know, for most golfers, it lives and dies by the putter, and she's made a couple of different putter changes in and out of the bag. Is she using the fist? She's not using the fist. All right. She may go to it. Let's see. (laughs) We're we're waiting to hear. Call me Brooke. But uh, interesting that she took the week off. Yes. This week off to prepare for it, which is something she hasn't done before. She's going to play alongside the first two rounds with uh, Brittany Lincecum, Mm -hmm. another big hitter, and uh, Hee Jun Choi, who's uh, one of the fine rising Korean stars. So it'll be interesting to see where where her game is and whether she get a pretty good indication of how she's going to play. I mean, I don't think she's going to back off. That's the only way she knows how to play. So it's, it's her gear, right? There, right? Well, that's kind of crazy because she is still leading the LPGA in events played at 12 this year already. Which yeah, goes against her in the official World Golf rankings for them, the Rolex rankings, right. which is ridiculous. Because right. she's fourth in the race to the CMA Globe, uh-huh. which yeah. is a more accurate description of what she, of how she's played. But if this golf course is a place where you can you know, lay a driver out there, she is ninth uh, in the LPGA with uh, just averaging just under 272 yards off the tee. So that's definitely an advantage for her, and she's, she's, she hits it really well. Only a few minutes left, guys, in today's show. Uh, but now that we're talking U.S. Open, and we talked a little U.S. Open off mic for the men's side. Mm-hmm. We're only a couple of weeks away from the second men's major of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I was at Shinnecock. USGA completely lost the golf course. Completely lost mm-hmm. the golf course. They're putting on greens that were dead. Retief Goosen, one of the top, if it's not the best putting performance I've ever seen at the 04 US Open, it's certainly top three, hands down, and more than likely the best performance I've ever seen with a putter. There's a couple of them I've seen. One of them was a Spieth. Uh, Jeff Ogilvie in 06 at Wingfoot was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but what from what I'm hearing... Mike Davis, quote-unquote, we've learned from our experience at Shinnecock. What do we expect so. in terms of setup here? 
Well, the the guys were up. A lot of the guys were up there playing it, uh, and it's it's more like the old traditional style than we've seen in the last couple of years with Chambers Bay and Thank places you. like that. It's it's going to be. I mean, it's a, the golf course itself is lends itself to that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, narrower fairways, uh, graduated rough. So the further you miss, the worse it's going to be. I think is going to be in play. But I, I expect this to be one of those ones where you get around par, you'll probably do all right. That's what we want, isn't it, Scully? Yeah, you look back to, to Oakmont uh, with Dustin Johnson winning, I guess, at four under par with the penalty, and there were a couple other guys at one under par. So that sort of score. One quote I did see from Rory McElroy. He said, oh, the uh, first hole at Chinnacock's uh, drivable. Right. It's 391 yards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just quickly here, we like a minute left. And, you know, the, the, the PGA Championship, in terms of the majors, has always lo- always been the weak sister, so to speak, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I always felt the reason was because was it lost its identity. It never had an identity. You know, the Masters, roars of the back nine on Sunday. Even the Players' Championship, car crash at 17. British Open, Mother Nature, game on the ground. U.S. Open, the most demanding test. Even par is the measuring stick. In recent years... U.S. Open has, has come very close to losing its identity, and it has on an annual. But mm-hmm. overall, I really hope they regain their identity and we bring the U.S. Open back to what it should be this year at Shinnecock. Mm-hmm. It's my second favorite U.S. Open venue, hands down, behind Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. Pebble Beach, to me, is the U.S. Open's version of what the St. Andrews is to the Open Championship. I think Pebble Beach is to the, is to the um, uh, U.S. Open. After Pebble Beach, for me, Bob, Shinnecock is my favorite U.S. Open venue. Do you have yeah. one? Quickly, we've got about 60 seconds. I like Wingfoot. I think Wingfoot is pretty a really close. Good Wingfoot test. Massacre, yeah. yeah. Seems pretty good out there. And uh, But Shinnecock is a good one. I mean, there's five or six. I think sure. Bethpage is a great site oh, for yeah. the U.S. Open, totally. and we're going to get that for the PGA. But uh, there's, there's some good courses, but there are some that lend themselves to the quintessential setup of what we expect and what we've come to love about the Agreed. U.S. Open. Skulls, you have I, a favorite? I, re- I really like Oakmont, but Pebble is, you know, obviously yeah. just so classic. Yeah, yeah totally. Hard, hard to beat uh, Coastal California yeah. for anything almost. And, and primetime TV, too. Yes. Which is good. Guys, thanks so much. On location Monday to shoot Golf Talk Canada Television at the Granite Club uh, to support the Junior Golf Drive for Golf Ontario. Back this time next week for Golf Talk Canada Radio. I'm actually won't be here. It'll be Scully and uh, Weeksy at the wheel next we'll Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have some announcements hopefully next Saturday about some time change schedules uh, coming in the summer for Golf Talk Canada to step aside for World Cup soccer. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.